Welcome back to Urban Theology. This is a podcast brought to you by two millennial men who are brought together by the grace of God to talk about the ups, the downs, and then between. And we have an interesting show today. You know, it's, it's, it's an episode that should have came out last week, but you know, the, the devil is a liar. We're back at it again. We're going to have a special guest on, but before we bring him on, you know, I just want to talk to my co-host, my guy Raheem, and let's just let's just see how we're doing. You know, how you been? So, bro, I've been I've been okay, man. Um, in light of everything that's been going on, just been just been trying to um, keep sane. Um, a lot of a lot of prayer. Um, a lot of um, just talking with the Lord and just trying to gain clarity on like you know everything that's been going on. Obviously, none of us are you know blind to what's going on. You know, to to the news. We're gonna spend a few minutes. You know, me and Toby. We're gonna talk you know talk about that and address it. You know, in our, in our own words. Oh, yeah. And like we always do, I just want to go ahead and start this off with a prayer. Ah, dear God, uh, hearts are heavy. Your people are suffering. Your daughters and your sons, we have nowhere to look to. It's a, it's a dangerous time right now. And we just want to ask you to come and be in our midst as we discuss a difficult topic today um, in a difficult time. Please be our safe haven. Uh, please be our refuge. I mean, it's just such a tough time for everyone. And I just pray that this message that we give on this podcast today can reach the masses and help people get closer to you, especially in this tough time. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 So when I'm talking about this tough time, you know, it's this elephant in the room where, I mean, we all watched the death of George Floyd. You know, and I mean, it, it, it was tough because we just had an episode where we talked about Ahmad, Ahmad Arbery, you know, rest in peace to that gentleman. And it just feels like you wake up the next day and it's like another saga. It's a, it's, it's a part two, you know, it's just a reoccurring cycle. So, you know, I, I'll touch on it and I, I'll say it, 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 it brought tears to my eyes talking about it, you know, seeing it actually, just seeing it. And I'm like, wait a minute, is this 2020? Like, this seemed like a long time ago. You know, like, how far have we come in life where we still have to suffer these deaths? Like, it, it brought me to tears. It brought me to tears, you know. And I think another thing for me is a lot of people, they, they want justice. They want justice, you know. And justice is, I mean, hey, justice is a great thing. But there is never justice without judgment. You know, and I'm encouraging everyone to look in their hearts and repent, you know, because when you say you want justice, yeah, there has to be judgment, you know, and the ultimate judge is God. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not looking past George Floyd, but I'm just saying as people, we have to repent from our sins, you know, um, and it also plays into what we're going to talk about today. You know, because when we want justice, you got to uncover some of the things that you've been doing that will hold you back from, from justice. You know, so we're, we're going to talk about that. Rest in peace to George Floyd. I mean, my heart goes out to his family. There's just been so much out there. Like, I, I heard a report that, you know, oh, um, they knew each other at the club. Oh, he's got a white girlfriend. Oh, he's got this. Oh, he's got that. And it's a lot of trauma. You know, and I encourage everyone to revisit our last episode because we kind of talked about some ways that you can deal with that trauma. Yeah, we um definitely we talked about um therapy. Yeah. Um, we 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 also talked about how even as a as a Christian, you know, therapy can be you know beneficial um to you. Um, even me myself on Friday, I met with my therapist, and that was one of the things we we talked about. You know, my therapist is a, a black man of faith, and we just he just let me ramble, man. Like it was like maybe like. 20 minutes where I was just kind of talking about that, right? And just kind of how it how it affected me, right? Even to the point where I remember I was talking with my girlfriend, you know, about it. And um, like she was like affirming me and just reminding me of like my worth and value. Even though I already know, like obviously a child of God, I know my inherent worth and value, right? But like looking at those images can kind of having you like it can have you question, you know, like wow, like God, obviously, like I know you value me, but like the rest of the world. The way it looks at me, your creation, they look at it with fear, right? They look at it with, oh my gosh, like, you know, you're this or you're that. You know, they're yeah. playing off of stereotypes and, and, and different things where it's like, dog, I'm a child of God like you. Like, he yeah. made us all in his image, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, 
it, I really generally be, believe in, like when you were talking about re repentance, right? Like racism is, it's a sin, right? It's a, it's a hard issue, right? It, you know, racism is in opposition to, you know, the image of God. It basically saying yeah. like what God has created is not good, right? You're looking at, you know, what he's made is not good enough. And that is, you know, problematic, right? And it's, it's a hard and, and sin issue. Like, and I, I genuinely pray that, um, you know, people would repent of the sin of racism, right? And um, especially in, like in the church and just in the culture and the world, like we're seeing how, you know, it's playing out and how it's, you know, ripping us further apart. You know, I, I also feel like, you know, this is um, a spiritual thing too, you know, obviously we're men of faith, so we see the spiritual aspects to this, but I genuinely, I genuinely pray like that the Lord would use us in this space, right? That we would um, use our voices, you know, for the kingdom, right? That we would fight for justice in a godly way, because I do believe that, that is God's heart, not just towards the unborn, which we, we obviously, which we do believe in fighting for, but also those that are born and, and living in today, right? We want to fight for them as well. That's something that, you know, as we as Christians, we should not ignore. But, um, but yeah, I, God will help us, you know, in this. Yeah. I mean, we have no one else to look up to. I mean, you can't look to the president. You can't look to the police. You have no one else to look up to besides God, you know? Um, and one thing I will say that I want all the listeners who ponder on, there's a video going out saying that, oh, you know, George, he was a porn star or something like that. And I want people to think about this. Who's worse, the person who makes it or the person who watches it? You know, like it's, you're no better than, you know, somebody who makes it if, if you're somebody who's indulging in that content. You know, it, it, it's still a sin, you know. No, that's real. And like, I mean, in, in that light, you know, both of those people need need mercy, right? Obviously, the people that are involved in it, and like what we just talked about, we all we all need mercy, right? We all need God's grace and, and mercy, obviously, to bring us to repentance and to bring us out of this. Um, but we are going to kind of delve into what, what my brother just highlighted. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we all need mercy. We've all gone through trials and tribulations. And let's not act as if we haven't had, you know, similar struggles. So... I think with that, we can go ahead and bring in our guest of honor, the first guest ever on the Urban Theology Podcast. I'm going to let you go ahead and intro him. Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm going to just keep this real short and sweet. This is a brother in Christ, a solid man of God. Um, this is somebody who we definitely trusted to have as our first guest. Um, God has really blessed him with wisdom. Um, he is a husband, um, a, a youth um, minister. And uh, uh, and he's uh, just an overall dope individual. So we want to welcome our wonderful um, brother, Lordly, to the podcast. My people, thank you so much, bros, bros, bros. I appreciate you guys bringing me uh, here today. I really appreciate it. It's, it for real, for real, it's an honor to be here. Yeah, no, and thank, thank you for coming again. Thank you for coming again. Yes, sir. And give us one moment. We might have had – are we good? Yeah, we're all good. Okay, all right. So – the reason why I asked for a moment is because we actually recorded this last week. We, we, we had Lord Leon we recorded this last weekend. It was just a powerful episode, you know, a powerful episode that was going to shake some tables, you know, cause a lot of, um, cause a lot of conversation among men and women, you know, and I'm just so thankful that we could scratch out the time to do this again for part two. So yeah, once again, thank you. Thank you for coming back. No problem. No problem. Appreciate y'all. So we kind of talked about the topic of pornography. All right. It's something that some people look at it and they say, okay, what's the big deal about it? Some people say, okay, this is serious. But I would say in the general male audience, I think it's something that isn't really that much of a big deal when you just talk to certain people. Now, last time that we talked, you 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 described it in a very interesting way. And I, I, if you don't remember, I'll, I'll remind you, but there was something that you likened pornography to. Can you go over that again? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I just related it to having like a stage four cancer that's super aggressive. You know, there's it's really hard to stop it. There's not much <laughs> one can do. It's just, you got to kind of just endure it. And that's kind of, you know, how I've always viewed um, the the cancer of pornography, you know? Yeah, and see, when somebody gets diagnosed with stage four cancer, they typically, you know, they 
maybe they try and eat better. They, they try and find remedies. They go to different doctors. But why do you think the severity isn't the same when it comes to pornography? Yeah, I, I think the severity is not the same um, just because um, it's like, uh, it's something where it also has a mind of its own, right? It has its own power, I guess you can say. Um, it's not something that you just, um, you know, and I'll just use the example that you said that you were talking about separately, Rahim, about like, you know, sitting down with your therapist. It's not something you can talk away necessarily with like a friend. You know, friends can be there, but it's just something that, you know, and I know we'll go over, I guess, the spiritual aspect about it. But the truth about it is that it is a, a spiritual power of its own masked in this whole present of of uh of lust you know like oh my god just you know that woman that thing that that vice she looks like this this and that so yeah it's not something that um is like um like a cut you can just put a band-aid on it put some neosporin and it'll heal over time and then you're done you're good to go so yeah i also feel like it it kills the soul and not the flesh so that's why it's so easy for people to not really take it as severe as like a cancer diagnosis where you start to see that person die. You could be a successful person and always smiling, but be in a deep battle with pornography and people wouldn't know it, you know? Yeah, you're, you're basically, you can, yeah, that's a good example. Like you're like a walking zombie, like, you know, just kind of, you know, you put on, you ever see those memes where it's like the, I guess like a kind of a stick figure. He has like the smiley face and behind him is like crying, right? It's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, it's literally like that, like, you know, I mean, I know we'll get into it, but I just feel like, you know, we all had those moments where it's like you you fall into sin with porn and then it's time to go out somewhere and meet with other Christians. And it's just like, ah, hey, brother, hey, God bless you. Oh, amen. Yeah, you know, God's been working on me. He's helping me. You know, my heart, like, it's, you know, you know, and we know what we just did. So, I mean, uh, porn is like really like it really wants to disgrace you, quite honestly. Yeah. Man, it's 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 so subtle too. It's like um the thing with like pornography, it's it, it's like a hook, right? And you see it and then you bite it and it, it, it just drags you in, right? Like like you're a fish, right? And it's just like once it once it hooks you, it's like, bruh. And then also kinda like what you said, like the thing about shame, it, it wants to shame you to the point where, right, like the very medicine that you need, which is obviously like the blood of Jesus, right? It wants to keep you, you know, from that. When it's like, nah, like I need <laughs> I need Jesus. Obviously, like I've sinned, but I need to go back to him. And kind of one of the side effects is that shame, that depression, this um, isolationism that, that comes from pornography, right? And whether it's you don't want to be around your friends or it affects how you are around your spouse or your significant other, it's, it's very, you know, damaging. And it's something that we should be like, you know, aware of and just, you know, warn people of, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I want to speak for the casual listener to the podcast. They jump on all right, these, these dudes, they sound cool, but who are you to talk about pornography when you ain't lived nothing about pornography? So if you don't mind, what's, what was your introduction to pornography? Let, let's start from there, because I know some people think, you know, oh, because this is a man of God, or oh, because we talk and we also look into scripture that we don't struggle or we haven't gone through things in our lives so if you can walk us through your introduction to this as a young man yeah for sure i mean you know um last time i the first time we recorded one thing that you know it came to mind after we spoke is just how you know looking back and i actually sat and thought about you know the origins you know we always want an origin story of everything marvel comic which what's origin where did it come from right and it's like you know, you, I sat back and thought about it. Like, it was really like, it was like a subtle thing over time. Like, you, okay, we, we're all old enough. You remember back in the day when like TVs, um, like when you didn't buy a channel, you can just see the squiggly images oh, on the TV, right? <laughs> yeah, when you yeah. didn't have that channel. And you yeah. can sometimes it'll stay still in like the green and yeah. whatever color. And then it'll yeah. just go back to, so I remember like growing up, like we didn't have, of course we didn't have the channel, right? And I used to see, I'm like, oh, what's, you know, I, I, would, I would sit in front of the joint, just wait for it to stay still. It could be like 10 minutes. I'm just like, wait for that joint to stay still. Just like, and it was like, the thing is, I, it's not like I saw like, you know, anything in real life like that, where it's like, it's triggering me to some, but it was just like an inherent thing. And I know we'll talk later about like, 
the spiritual influences that come and we're just unaware of it as children, you know what I'm saying? So over time, I was like, I just want to, I wish, I wish I could get, you know, what, maybe get a channel, someone, blah, 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 this and that. And you used to see Playboy. The Playboy is like the big thing. Like, oh, blah, blah, blah. My friend went to his house. They have all that stuff. But what really, you know, did it for me where as far as like, it's not just like a front cover and you don't get to see anything more was when my friend um, from church came to my house after church on a Sunday. And um, I thought we were just chilling. You know, he was a big anime geek and I was, I was an anime geek. We all love Dragon Ball Z, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, you want to see some hentai? I'm like, hentai, what's, what's that? Hentai what? <laughs> you know? And he's like, yeah, hentai porn. So he, he's like, close the door. I close the door. And he goes to some some website. And the floodgates of porn open for my life, like, at, at 12 years. I know, you know, it was a gradual thing. But, you know, that, that true door open was at 12 years old with literal, and it's so, like, corny. You know what I'm saying? Like, a cartoon like you got hooked with a cartoon like not even the real joint but you know but either way it just led to uh, like an avalanche of other things down the road hey w- once you bite onto that hook like raheem said you know it doesn't matter if it's hentai if it's a magazine if it's just the channel once you bite onto that hook yeah yeah so i'll also share my my introduction to this um so last time we were on, I, I, I talked about my older brother and how he had these magazines that I would see. But I didn't really do anything with the magazine. I just saw women, and it was actually, it was like Black Men magazine. You know, so it was just women, and they, they weren't like fully naked, but they, you, could, you could use your imagination. Right. And the crazy part about me actually diving into pornography, I think I was probably like 14 or 15, and it was a basketball coach. I was playing travel basketball and I was having a rough stretch. And I thought my coach was joking. He was like, Toby, what's going on with you? Like, like, like you're having terrible games, blah, blah, blah. And he told me, he said, go and beat you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yo, what are you talking about, fam? Like, I don't, like, so, and he said it in front of everybody, in front of all I've my, I've never heard that. So, <laughs> I'm telling you, this is facts. So, I remember I was embarrassed because now I'm like, yo, he's making them think like I don't get none. I didn't get none at that time. Okay. But I always, I was young and it was just like, yeah, I know what that is. You know? So then I was just like, yo, well, let me see what I can do about this. And that was how I started. That, that was the hook that got me basically. Man, similar to Toby and a little bit for me, I, it, it definitely I got introduced when I was about either nine or 10. We kind of talked about this previously, but for me, I, this was, um, I was snooping in my, um, my dad's closet, just had no business, you know, in his closet. And I found my dad's hidden stash. And like the thing with pornography is you, all, you obviously have to go to great lengths to find it. At least back then in the, in the 90s, you either had to have the channel or you had to stay up late enough for the squiggly joint or you know, you had to find an older cousin or brothers, you know, magazines. In my case, you know, I found my father's hidden stash that my mom didn't, you know, didn't didn't know about. And like as a you know, ten year old boy, I was like, you know, crazy intrigued and like what is what is this? And obviously like from there, you know, you know, middle school, you know, we, we got a you know, we got a computer in the basement which my parents didn't monitor what we were doing. So, you know, and you know, one of my friends, you know, taught me about, you know, masturbation. So it evolved, you know, in middle school and Obviously, it got uglier in high school because, you know, you know, we had, um, what was it, Kazaa and all that stuff where you could download, you know, music and video. Oh, so it wow, got, I forgot all yeah. about that. Yeah. Before LimeWire. Yeah, <laughs> remember, Kazaa, you, you risk getting AIDS on your computer for that. For that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Absolutely. you know, mammas were, were downloading movies, you know. It was just, and the thing with that, the sin is just so degenerative. You just get, like, more pervasive with it, like your pursuit of it, you know, so... Obviously, it followed me, you know, to college, and that was basically um, where where it got to, to you know, obviously early twenties and whatnot. So that was basically the, for me how I found it, and just kind of the havoc and just what it kind of caused to me from you know a young age going into my you know my mid twenties. Bro, a similarity with all of our stories is somebody that we trusted kind of introduced us to pornography, you know. And I was looking up this verse, uh, Jeremiah seventeen verse five. Thus says the Lord, curses the man who trusts the man and makes flesh his strength, who, whose heart turns away from the Lord. And I mean, I, 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 I don't look at these men as like evil people, 
you know, but ultimately we were young and we trusted people, whether it was your dad, whether it was my coach, whether it was my brother, whether it was your friend, and they led us astray, you know, and all men are like, no man is perfect. No man is perfect. You know, so whoever you're looking up to, you have to understand that we all make mistakes. And I know if, if, if my brother hears this, oh, we're going to have a long talk and he's going to like, I know he's changed since that time, but it mm. was still the opening to the sin that I was falling into. Mm. Yeah. So last time that we talked, you had mentioned something. I wrote it down. You mentioned, you talked about the effect of choice. Do you remember that? The effect of choice. I believe so. I believe so. Okay. Well, if you, if you don't mind, can we dive into that? The effect of choice. And if anything, this conversation is going to be like, there's so many places we can take this conversation. So, I mean, don't feel confined to just, okay, stick to this. No, so many things we can go into. For sure. For sure. And no, I, I remember, yeah, I absolutely remember what you're, what you're referring to. And I was just speaking to a choice as far as, you know, a, a lot of times I was referring to, you know, first Corinthians, um, seven you know we a lot of times uh we refer to it as we refer to it when like we struggle with sin whatever it is a lot of times porn like oh i i do the thing i don't want to do xyz paul was talking about it but <clears throat> i was you know uh, i remember watching a sermon by one pastor from uh, bethel church chris valaton and he was just going over like the context of that scripture and what paul was saying and everything like that and he brought up a valid point and he was talking about how choice right um when um in genesis when eve sinned when she ate the fruit you know was there sin in the world before she ate the fruit and made that choice there's no sin in the world right but she still made a bad choice that led to sin right so a lot of times you know we can end up almost like blaming um or fighting the wrong enemy basically as far as Oh, it's, you know, my flesh is doing it again, this and that. But the Bible talks about we're a new creation. The old, the old stuff was buried with Christ, you know, crucified on the cross, that, everything like that scripturally. So what is it sometimes that causes us to sin? Is it really this old man that is just like running amok? Or is it uh, truly the spiritual influences that we don't see? Again, Ephesians talks about, you know, um, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? And then some other places, 2 Corinthians 10 talks about, um, you know, taking things captive. I know we'll probably touch on that later, but, you know, for me, you know, that choice aspect, we, the devil, uh, like a lot of times doesn't let us fight the right battles. We, rather than us understanding that, okay, we're being uh, impressed upon, our hearts are being impressed upon with a suggestive idea, just like Eve was suggested to, and she responded to the suggestion um, without having a sin nature, right? It's the same way, we have Christ. We don't have naturally anymore, spiritually, a sin nature, but we can still make choices because, again, we have the physical, the brain aspect. Oh, you know, it's a routine for me when I'm happy or I'm depressed, porn, or when I'm happy, you know, I think, uh, Tobe, you could talk about it later, but I think you say even sometimes when you're happy, it's just like, why am I, yeah, yeah. Why am I like, <laughs> what? Like, I'm trying to praise God. God, thank you for giving me a new job, porn. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Bro, talk about it. And you know what? Speak staying there right right now with all that's going on in the world i see a lot of people saying whose side are you on you know oh you got to say something whose side are you on yeah. white people whose side are you on and we need to take that same approach with god whose side are you on the same way that yeah i remember last time we talked i was saying my emotions like i i, I would feel happy you know i say oh this is great oh let, let me go watch porn god gave me something and I'm saying, oh, thanks, God, but let me let, let me go cheer with this other team real quick. Mm. You know, so I would jump over there, do my thing, and, and and watch porn and masturbate, and then I'm like, okay, now I'm back, God. Thanks again for that. You know, it's crazy. It's the wildest concept. Oh my goodness, bro. And it's I think the crazier part too is we genuinely feel like we can serve God, and we can serve pornography, right? That that we're gonna that we're gonna be okay, right? Or that, and not even just for pornography, that we can serve God and we can serve other things right like we're gonna be constantly divided right and it's like it's and i feel like as a christian and as a believer if you get this mental breakthrough it's like okay like if i can just make this decision to be on his side right to choose god right to choose god even when i don't feel like it 
it's, it's, it's so much sweeter when I choose them instead of pornography, right? It's like, if we learn, I'm saying this to myself, if I can learn to find joy in God, then everything else looks worthless, right? It doesn't, it, it won't compare. If I, can, if I can make that choice in line with, with what my brother said, the power of choice. Now, I, I kind of wanted to ask you, like, what do you, what would you say to the Christian that feels like they keep making the bad choice and they feel like, you know what? I'm just stuck. I'm stuck making these choices. It is what it is. What would you say to them? I would say to them, um, number one, it's an issue of affections. Not that they don't love the Lord, but they need to ask God to realign their affections with him, uh, number one. But even number two, um, again, like I kind of alluded to a little while ago, you're fighting the wrong enemy, right? You're going to lose every time, right? It's like saying, it's like, it's like Steph Curry. Let's imagine Steph Curry's God, right? And he's trying to show you how to shoot the most perfect jump shot. But every time your form is broken, it's jacked up, and you expect that, you know what? I know he said that my form needs to be like this, but I'm sure that if I just practice it enough this way, it's eventually going to go in. And maybe it'll go in like 20% of the time, but you'll miss a lot of the other times, right? So it's the same way, whereas it's, we are, you know, how do I, how do I best say it? Like, we have this ability to um, fight the enemy, right? And God is telling us like, yo, hey, you know, you have a spirit, there's spiritual warfare going on. Again, I, we talk about, I don't, I hate sounding like our parents, right? Like this whole app, I hate, I truly hate it. I promise you, I hate it. Like, it's wolf, yeah. Like, I don't want to, <laughs> I, I get it, but it's true, right? You know, and the devil will have us fighting ourselves. Meanwhile, we need to attack, like, for, again, like, uh, Raheem, you said something like a couple minutes ago, as far as like, with inside the question. And one thing I've, train myself to do by the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Is because when bad things happen, the natural brain is like, what can grant me relief from this? I don't like feeling like this. What can make me, you know, feel good, right? Like drugs, whatever. It's like drugs, right? But I've trained my, my, my mind, aside from fighting, like if there's a spiritual impression that, oh, doesn't this look, doesn't she, man, Again, we'll go, we'll go to Twitter. Like, you just scrolling timeline. You're trying to love the Lord on your Twitter timeline, but someone likes something and it's now showing up on your feed. And it's like, <sighs> but then it's a snap of, okay, God, you know, my affections are for you. My devotion is to you. I know I literally want to just, just stare. Like, you don't want to go further, but even the staring part is the seed that multiplies, right? So I was like, God, I just want to, you know, no, my affections are for you. Like, you've been good to me. You've done this for me. I just start recanting God's goodness in my own head. Like, boom, let me move on. Let me move on. So one thing Tobey said in the beginning is that a lot of, you know, people who might be listening for the first time, like dudes, especially, you think, oh, you just holy, holy, blah, 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 blah. Like, no, nah, it's a daily choice. Like, yo, like I can either, you know, give in, like it feel, feel like, like have that, like we talked about it last time where you're literally not in the driver's seat no more. As soon as you get to a certain point, you're done. <laughs> it's, don't even look about coming. Don't even try. Don't beg God for Get me out. It's too late. It's too late. You done whipped out already. So let me, come on, sit. So let's, I'm just keeping it real on your podcast, right? You're, 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 you're gone. <laughs> so it's at that point that you, you know, it's before you even get to that point. It's like, okay, God, first of all, I know this thing is trying to, again, impress upon me. This, that this thing is better than you um, to me, that this thing can fulfill me more than you can fulfill me, that you can, that this thing can almost like handle, like porn can handle like a situation with a friend or something or like a loved one or something like that more than you can. So it's really just that constant being intentional about your thought life and um, your beliefs and where's my affection today? Do I feel like I'm drifting? You should always be able to assess yourself on, on a day-to-day basis, on a moment-by-moment, like, uh, today I'm kind of looking at stuff more than, ah, uh, something's off. And you should be able to just, something's off with me. So. Yeah. I, I like what you said as far as it being a daily choice, you know, because right now I feel like everybody is so artificial in the sense that everybody wants the good skin. They want the long beard. They want the great bodies and they make daily choices. You know, they make the choice to, Hey, I got to drink this gallon of water every day. I got to make sure I, I eat quinoa instead of jollof. I have to make sure, um, I mean, I don't, I don't support that. <laughs> you know, so everybody makes these choices, but yeah. when it comes to their faith, it's kind of like, uh, I don't really need to do that. You know, so you got to take your relationship with God the same, not even the same way. You have to take it a step further 
then the the way you take some of your objectives as far as okay whether i need to pass an exam whether i want to get my body in shape you got to take that a st- you got to up that by a notch or or more exactly absolutely that's exactly what it is period yeah. I want to talk about the confusion with pornography because you probably still have people who are tuning in. They're like, okay, what's the big deal about pornography? You feel me? Like I come, I, maybe I'm having a bad day and boom, I'm happy again. You know, you probably have some people who are listening and saying, what's the confusion? Like, what's the bad part about porn? And I want to talk about this and some of the effects before it's too late. You know, you always see like some, some, some dope things, right? You see dope things and, when they're strung out, they'll come and they'll say, yeah, man, I got started when I was X, Y, Z years. And, you yeah. know, now my kidneys failed, my skin this. And, and they'll tell you, I want to get off, but I can't get off. Like, it's, it's too late. I don't want anybody listening to get to that point, you yeah. know, because that's a point where, look, Jesus can do anything, okay? Yeah. We, we serve a mighty, powerful God, yes. But... I don't want you to suffer through all of these things where you can just turn your life to God right now and, and not have to go through the not have to go through the consequences of being addicted to porn. So let's talk about some of the confusion. I know for me, I'll talk about the fact that porn made me feel like I was never good enough for God. You know, like we, we talked about Adam and Eve, and when Adam and Eve ate that fruit, they realized they were naked. You know, and they, 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 they put on leaves to kind of hide themselves from God. And for me, after I'm done watching porn, doing whatever I do, it becomes a, oh, I got to clean up. I got to clean up. I got I to get right because I don't know who's going to, you know, walk in and I don't want them to know, you know, so I hurry up. And unfortunately, I, I was comfortable talking about this with my friends and I, I realized it's a common thing. Most guys... After they're done, it's like, yo, I'm filthy, man. I need to hurry up and take a shower. I need mm-hmm. to clean up. I need to do this. And when I would go to pray, I would always feel like, God ain't going to listen to you. Like, you're not, you, you shouldn't be here. Like, what are you doing? You just masturbated five minutes ago. And instead of me fighting it and saying, oh, no, I don't want to get out of God's favor. I don't want to, I don't want to lose God's grace. You know, I, I would sit there and I would say, well, you know what? You're right. Like, I'm just... I can't pray after I just finished masturbating. I just got to go to sleep and I would do that. So the confusion for me was I just felt like I was never good enough for God and that I, I could never live up to what he had, he had planned for me. Man, it's, it's, it's very um, interesting when you kind of see how that plays out in your life. Um, and similar for like me, there was this idea of, dog, I've already sinned. God, God don't want to have nothing to do with me. <laughs> I don't yeah. trash. And the thing is, the enemy, that's when he's like, all right, bam, I'm going to start throwing these darts at you. Oh, yeah. You garbage, you piece of this, you, you stink. He don't want nothing to do with you. And that's when he, that's his, his plague, all right? That's, his, that's where he finds satisfaction. He's like, all right, bet. I got them to sin. All right, bet. Let me keep them, keep them from, from God, right? At least for me, that's the, that was always, and that's always been the pattern, this idea of, like, God doesn't like me. He don't have nothing to do with me. And then it's like, when you come back to your senses, it's like, what the hell was I thinking? Why was I thinking that, right? Why was I thinking the one that died on the cross for me didn't, doesn't want to help me get out of the very thing that he died for? Isn't that a warped way to think? Yeah, yeah, man. No, I feel you on that. Yeah. And it's, it's um, the enemy's like, uh, he's a double agent, right? Whereas he'll hit you with, you know, exactly what you just said like why would you you're gonna go to the holy god right now and you don't wash your hands first of all and you want to go pray (laughs) and ask him for what exactly huh and then but but the truth is right before he said he'll suggest you know you know god can probably forgive you like just just it can't be that real all right one more time bro yeah, one more time. Oh, yeah. one more time. Yeah, so one more time become a million more times. Yeah, and then yeah. he just so that double agency of he's on both sides of the coin, like waiting to put you in it and then condemn you for it, right? And it's just one of those things where it's like he literally wants to bury you in sin, not just like get you to fall, right? He wants to. There's a difference between falling and difference between like being put in the ground. You know what I'm saying? Like that that excessive 
once in finality thing that he wants to do as far as burying you. So it's, it's something where we have to be like, like super mindful, like, yo, this dude is being like, he's literally playing, playing both sides of the, of the fence. And then sometimes he wants to even do the whole app. You guys, have you ever had a, a moment or a time where, you know, he just come like, you might as well just do it again. Yeah. Like right after. Yeah. yeah right after. Right up, like a double whammy joint. Like what is like, <laughs> like you're already here. Just stay a little longer. Just stay right. Just do your thing. And it's like, exactly. But your cognitive, but the thing is what's scary, I guess what's kind of hurtful even more than scary is that you're cognizant of God watching you in that moment. You're fully aware of his presence. Right. And it's yeah. just like, Oh, but God, I'm sorry, but let me, and it's like this, it's like total confusion. Like it's to, everything, everything you're doing is counter to what you know. And it's like almost, it feels unstoppable. You just have to let it run its course. Like, like, like coronavirus, like you just have to let it run its course. And it's the scariest thing, man. Yeah, man. So talk about how pornography affects dating. If you have personal experiences, you can talk about that. Or if you just have general comments about it. Yeah, you know what? And something I forgot to say, and I'll say I'll share this here. Hopefully, it's not a big bombshell type thing. But um, like, so to your question though, um, as far as growing, because I started so early with with porn, right? Whatever. I know some start early, but I started early, and it skewed my um, my view or my understanding or yeah, my understanding of what makes um, a good girl like. Outside of like you want, you don't want to just be arguing. Even that, even as a teenager, when it's just stupid love, like that puppy love, like you date someone in the next marking period or something like that. It's like, like if you don't have a big butt, I'm not interested. You could be the nicest person in the world. You could be yeah. like the future wife material. I don't care. I don't, where's where's the butt? Where is it? Because last time I watched on porn, it was uh, big butt, whatever, yeah. <laughs> basketball yeah. or something like that. But how it really affected me, really lastly is that it made me choose wrong and i forgot to share this last time but it made me choose wrongly so my first ever real girlfriend in eighth grade or something like that right she played basketball whatever but she had a big butt so i was just like oh who that who that who that who that my man was like my one of someone on my team like he was just like oh i already dated him like, i don't care i don't care about that let me who that eighth grade mind you 13 years old right and Come and we start dating. She finds out I like her, blah blah blah. Her cousin, blah blah. It's like this big network, right? She finds out we start dating. I get her pregnant at 13 years old, right? So I have a baby on her. She's like two, three months pregnant at 13 years old. I have a Nigerian parents. We all have Nigerian parents on this line. So yeah. I'm like, at 13, what the heck are you doing? Getting her pregnant, and that's a whole other story. She didn't have the baby. No abortion. Just God was, He was merciful. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, in that in that way, but. It was just one of those things that was like, did I run myself into sin? Thinking about it, like, did I run myself into sin because of, like, my perspective on what is good as far as when it comes to the opposite sex? And it was, man, God is good. But, yeah, that's, that's just that's something I even forgot as far as, like, wow, that really affected that whole situation. Hey, we are on the Urban Theology podcast. And, I mean, that... You, you didn't disclose that last time. So yeah, thank you for saying yeah. that because honestly, I, I feel like the genuineness in, in you speaking to us will really hit home with a lot of listeners. Um, something I jotted down, uh, God gives us boundaries and the devil looks to create lawlessness and to just let people run wild. You know, and in dating, I look at dating as like, I mean, you have somebody, you have a woman that you say, okay, this is my partner. This is somebody who I want to marry. This is somebody who I rely on. Pornography comes into the picture and it changes the way you look at that woman. You know, I know for me, when I was younger in relationships, when pornography was, when pornography played a big part, it was just, I looked at that person as an extension of porn. You know, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm watching porn and my girl is going to do the same thing that this porn is showing me you know, and when she fell short of that, not, beca not because she was a bad person or anything, just because I had these insane expectations. Yeah. I thought I was being a nice guy because I would say, oh, hey, it's okay. I'm just going to go back to porn. So literally there were times where 
and you know, unfortunately, I was in a time where I was, I mean, there was a lot going on in my life, a lot going on in my life that was wrong. You know, so I would go have sex with my girl, then I would go home, then I'd watch porn, and I'd say, hey, I'm getting satisfied. That's what I would say. I was, I Boy. thought I was dating. I thought I was dating. Confused. <laughs> 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 Bro, like, I actually appreciate you, like, sharing that just because, um, the thing with like pornography is like, and just in the aspect of dating, right? Obviously like God has this way that he obviously wants us to pursue marriage, right? To, to get to this, you know, destination of, of getting married, you know, obviously like dating slash courtship with the intention of, of getting, getting married. Right. But like, if you, if you have pornography present, like what it does is at least for me, it's like creating this idea that my potential spouse is not good enough. Right. Where this is God's best thing for me. And I'll, cause I have this thing, in my closet, I'm saying like, you know what, gosh, she don't got a big butt. I'm going to marry her and I love her. Like, I'm make this covenant, but like, she don't got a big butt, but you already told me I should marry her. But like, now you're, you're diminishing, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she, she doesn't have a big ass. So now you're saying like, oh, this is not yeah. good enough for me. What God has clearly, clearly told you, like, no, this is the one that I want you to marry. This is the one I want you to build covenant with and, you know, have this life. But now do you have the skewed view of his creation and now you're saying like, nah, she don't, she don't measure up to like, what I like, and it's not realistic. Dog, you know how many men who meet a woman, and like they have told me this. They've been like, yo, she's a nice person. Oh, yeah, I think she's great, but she doesn't look like this. She doesn't look like that. So on one end, they're basically basing God's creation on a feature. And then on the other end, I also see a lot of times where they'll, they'll salvage what the woman has. Right. So they'll say, oh, she doesn't have a big butt, but I'll still, you know, I'll still mess around with her. And then when this woman says, OK, why don't you want me? They'll say like they'll tell the woman, they'll say, hey, you're just not my type. And now you have confusion from pornography coming in. It damages the man and it damages the woman. And now you have these two people who go their separate ways. And unfortunately sometimes they spread more damage because now you have somebody who's insecure now you have somebody who's going after the video vixen or whatever you call it and i mean it's just it's a cycle that has to stop it has to stop yeah and y'all remember uh king magazine back in like high school that was that was that was the joint like that was like does my girl look like this like melissa ford does she look like melissa ford down i'm down don't, Don't make me. that face, Toby. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to give you my joint, son. son I had a, First of all, she was not your joint. She was all, no, we all had the magazine. No, no my joint, I'm a, you guys are going to, when I name drop this, y'all going y'all gonna to fry me. So, so. My one that I was in love with and obsessed with, obsessed with was Buffy the Body. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Wow, I've never, wow, I haven't heard that name literally in over a decade. We're old. We're so that old. <laughs> Bro, wow. Yeah, that, was, that was another, that was like top, top two, and it wasn't number two. Fam, <laughs> so, all right, so, so now we're looking at, we're looking at prime Mike Tyson, right? Because this is what pornography is. It's like, it's this beast, it's this stage four cancer diagnosis. How do we fight this thing? Okay, we, we, we've talked about it. We've talked about how it confuses. How do we fight this thing called pornography? For sure. Um, you know, it's... I know that it's, you know, for a lot of people probably listening who have, who have fight, fought this battle and continue to fight this battle of um, pornography, it seems like it's just an unwinnable ba battle. It's just like you manage it. Just manage it, you know, the least amount, the longest you can go without it Recurring is, is, a, is a win, you know what I'm saying? But the truth is, Jesus didn't die for a half win, like a 90% victory or 99.9% .9 victory. He died for a total victory, right? And, you know, the, the one thing that I was saying and I didn't share last time is have someone be accountable to another brother you trust, right? Who, who you can like, yo, bro, I'm feeling this way, bro. Like, what's, you know, I need to, you know, oh, come meet with me. Like, let's do this. All right, let's, you know, Someone who will pull you out, God will send you to pull you out. And you've established, again, we talked about, or you mentioned, I told me like boundaries, right? Have a boundary where a friend is a boundary from crossing the boundary into porn, right? But then even the other thing is uh, scripturally, right? Um, you know, 
I want, you know, as long as God gave me the grace to, I always want to encourage men and have men know that it's not something that's unwinnable, right? It's not something you just have to contain and you have to, you know, just let it run its course. Second Corinthians chapter 10, um, I believe it starts on verse four. Um, I mean, let me make sure for the listeners. So I don't think I'm, I'm not saved, but don't know my Bible. Um, <laughs> no, I remember you mentioned it last time. I think it was three and four. It was three and four. Thank God, God bless you, brother. God bless you. Um, but yeah, exactly. So uh, three and four. So Raheem, you can probably just read it if you, I know you're a better reader than I am. <laughs> uh, say, say that one more time for me, bro. Second Corinthians. No problem. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse three through um I'll read it for you. Yeah. So it says in 2 Corinthians 10 from 3 to 4, it says, For although we live in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh. Since the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but are powerful through God for the demolition of strongholds, we demolish arguments. And every, read, read verse 5. Yeah, yeah, please. And um, every proud thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. Thank you, bro. So that right there, if I were to, if anyone were to ask me off the street and I only had a couple sentences on how to fight porn, it's this, these two verses, right? The Bible, even Jesus Christ himself, he always highlighted the heart of a man, right? What's in your heart? That's what defiles you. What com- it's not what you eat, blah, blah, blah. It's what comes out of you, right? So what comes out of you, what, what gets in to even come out in the first place literally starts in the spiritual, Right. You, let's say you want to kill somebody. Before you kill somebody, it's a thought, isn't it? Oh, you know what? Yeah. This person made me mad. You know what? Um, they killed this, this, um, this innocent black man, but I have this gun. You know what? I, I think tomorrow I'm going to go shoot somebody. And then you see the result in the physical, right? So all these things have origins spiritually. Like, again, I, I, I know earlier, I don't want to be like African parents, but w- with time, you learn that at the, at the, first and foremost, we are spirit beings, point blank in the period. If you take the spirit out of this body, we're just corpses. We're laying here until God, we all know that, that, that basic fact. So to not fight this battle in the spirit first or just, and just try to manage it with like behavior modification, I, I guess it's, it's the best term, you're, you're going to lose. Let me just tell you, you're going to lose. This is not like something everyone wants to, everyone wants to do things by their own merit and power like the world preaches that it's like you know i don't believe in god because this i can just you know i'm the i'm the creator i'm the you know the authority in my own life but the bible talks about um in second corinthians right there in chapter i mean verse five that you have to take thoughts captive right um last time when we first recorded i talked about how you know not every thought that you have is your own right so when thoughts come literally the bible says Take it captive, right? Why do you want to take it captive? Why am I taking thoughts captive? Number one, because if not, it will run amok in your soul and your spirit and cause things you don't want to happen to happen. But even secondly, um, one, one of my pastor put it, she put it like this very well a couple of years ago, but um, if you don't um, take thoughts captive as well, those thoughts, again, I, I related to like, you ever, um, you ever have a thought like, man, I should just drive my car off a cliff. Just random, random, no, like, yeah. They're suggestive, they're suggestive. Yeah, yeah, Things, right? But you don't do it, but another person does it. Oh, today someone drove their cough clip. What do you think happened? They had the same thought you had, right? But as authorities on the earth, God gave us authority. When, if you take this thought captive, you literally bind the spiritual power with another spiritual power. So it doesn't have, it can't continue to roam and find some, a place to actually manifest in someone's life. So, for us, it's not just an, uh, an us thing for us to take thoughts captive. It's for our brothers and sisters who might, n- might not know Christ or someone who does know Christ who it was probably your job to be that authority when that thought came. But I totally believe that when, you can, when we can learn as, as men of God um, to, and even women who you know, watch porn, when you um, can learn to literally stop, think, know that this is a moment where you're being fed suggestions about um, porn to take that thought intentionally captive with the word. You start spitting out you know, this and you st- that thing. Will, I promise you it's going to go. I promise you. If not, you can call me. I'll give you a hundred dollars each time it doesn't go. Maybe not, but we'll see. Cause it's probably you. <laughs> it's like, I like that. Man. I, I think for me, how do you fight this? Cause I've, I've suffered through this as well. Um, 
honestly, the thing you said about hold, having somebody to hold you accountable, I actually, I, I told my girl about it, you know, and she was really disappointed. You know, I, I felt like, hey, she might drop me for this. You know, I, I really felt like if I keep this up, she's gonna, she's not gonna see me as somebody that can lead her. She's gonna say, okay, you know what, this guy is just perverted. I can't stand this. So that has helped me because even, even before I get to that point, it's just like, so you're going to hide something from your girl again. Cause you don't want to tell her cause you know, she's going to be disappointed in you and it's going to seem like a reoccurring pattern. So she's been somebody that's, that, that's been helping me out as far as just holding me accountable. Um, the second thing is just like, just, just going to God and, and believing that God can help you. Cause a lot of times people look at this as if it's like a project at work where it's like, okay, week one, I got to, you know, shut off the computer at 10 o'clock. And week two, I got to, you know, talk a different way. It's like, yo, I want to go to God and, and cry to God and say, God, I have a problem. I have a problem. Please help me in this journey. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do more healthier things. I think last time you had talked about idleness, you know, and how idleness can play a big factor into pornography. I'm not saying you shouldn't work and, 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 and do healthier things, but you should definitely give all the power to God and say, yo, I know God has power to take me out of this, of, of this bondage that I'm in that, that is pornography. So uh, one scripture that I, like, I remember when I, when I read it over and I was going through something, I highlighted it and I, I just titled it porn, titled it porn. So that was Matthew chapter six, verse 22 through 24. I'll quickly read that. It says, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if, thy eye, but if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And I... I, I don't want that darkness, man. I don't want that darkness. You know, that, that, that's something where we, we sit here and we're going to face judgment from God. And if that time comes today and I'm in that darkness, I'm going to suffer. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hell because of that darkness. And that's something that I fear. You know, I, I don't want to disappoint God. So just telling God, like, look, God, I, I'm dark inside, man. Every time I go to you and I pray after pouring, I feel like I'm not worthy. Just giving God the power to say, okay, you know what? I know he's going to help me. Yeah. And day by day, step by step, I overcame this. You know, so that's, that's my advice I would give the people on how, how they can fight this. So um, I'm going to be very candid. I didn't say this on the last um, pod, but um, I am somebody, I still struggle with pornography. I still have... Um, moments where I feel extremely vulnerable. I still have moments where, like my brother said, where I am obviously like, you know, um, a, a footstool of, of the enemy, right? But I want to encourage somebody, if you are in obviously like the same shoes as me, I would say um, tell people because um, sin thrives in secrecy. Um, yep. Like for me, like I, I told my girlfriend, um, I also like told some of my brothers, like this is something that I do, um, I do wrestle with. Um, now, one thing that I did do, um, this I would tell you, this is not the end all be all. This is not where you should stop. So one thing that I did is I um, I use um, a software thing called um, Covenant Eyes. That's like a lot of Christians, even non-Christians use it. But what I would say is do not put your hope in it. All it is, it is just a safeguard, right? So for me, I use that as a way to lock all my devices, right? Like my, my laptop, my phone, my, my iPad. So like after 10 o'clock, I can't, I can't view anything in it and I can't even remember the, the password on it. So I can't like, I cannot view pornography on any of my devices. So basically if I want to view pornography, I have to get super duper creative and find like, like a, a back. It's like really hard. It's really hard. It's really hard to, to get to it. So that's the first thing that I would um, suggest that you make it really, really hard for you to get to it because our hearts are deceptively wicked, right? We're always going to find, a way, if there's a loophole, we're going to find it to, to get to sin. So if, um, if I would encourage you as, yes. No, I was going to remind you of something you said on the last pod. You said a good man keeps fighting and repents. You know, and I, I thought about that. When I, I, I'm hearing this good brother of mine just go to extreme lengths because he loves God that much. And I, I, it just occurred to me, like, he's repenting, but he's continuing to fight this. 
Man, that, and honestly, man, the thing is, all of our sin battles are unique, right? It's just that with this sin, like the Bible talks about, it's a sin against our our body, right? So it's just the gravity of, of this, and like, like scripture says, every other thing is outside, but sexual morality is what it's against the body, right? It's the temple, like we're the temple of the, the Holy Spirit. So it's like we're, we're hurting our, ourselves in that. But one thing I would encourage you as a Christian is if you, like, like if you fall, like just re- repent, renounce, renounce um, pornography, renounce masturbation, renounce it in the name of Jesus. Like, I don't want you to, to, to give up, right? I don't want you, I don't want you to, to quit, right? And I, I want to encourage y'all with um, this, um, this scripture in First Corinthians 10, 13, and it says, um, no temptation has come upon you except what is common to humanity, right? But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, he will provide you the way out so that you may be able to bear it, right? So examples of, of way of escape is, I'm saying this to myself, is something as simple as, you know, calling your brother, you know, somebody that you 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 feel safe with, somebody you can talk to, hey, bro, I'm feeling feeling tempted. Like, I'm, I'm feeling this urge to watch pornography. Like, yo, can we just, can we talk, right? Or it can, or it can be, like, the way of escape, sometimes the spirit is calling you to pray. Like, just seek, seek God. Like, you know, cry out to me, right? Cry out to me, cry out to me. Or even something as simple as you're sleepy, Go to sleep. The Lord is telling you you're tired. Go to sleep. Rest. Like yeah. go to go to sleep, right? And and I feel like where we get in trouble, I'm saying this to myself, where I get in trouble is where I don't take the clear door. The door is open and the Lord is saying, just you, you don't have to stay in this room. You can walk out. You're free to walk yeah. out. Right. And it's 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 that's the 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 mind battle the Christian is is going going through, right? We know we're free, we know we've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. But like one of my favorite pastors, my my spiritual grandpa Tony Evans always says this, that we act as if we're spiritual we're spiritual prisoners of war, right? We act as if we're still in a contra- concentration camp when that we've been free. Like we're justified and we're free. So if we can think accordingly with scripture, right, we will and I will have freedom and we'll have freedom. Man. Say one one thing really quick. Um, it came up, it came to my mind, is that a lot of times, whether we realize it or not, we can get overwhelmed by the battle. Um, you know, kind of just need like a break. You know, not even just to watch one, just a break. Your guards are down, just like, ah, let me just, you know, it's it's tough because as men of God, like you guys were saying, like you want to please God, like you wake up wanting to please God, right? And one thing I'll say is that. A lot of times we are too, we, we lose the, the power of the moment by moment victory, right? We worry about like tomorrow, like literally all you have to do is one thing that also helped me is just like, hey, focus on the battle when it comes for today. Like, I don't care about tomorrow. I don't care about tonight. I'm talk- where I am right now. If, if in the next three hours, something happens, I'm focused on just winning that victory. And as you do it, like it's a, both of you guys played basketball growing up, right? Yeah. Never been. You haven't been down like to a team like in AAU or something like that, and you only have like five minutes, right? And your coach is trying to give you a way to claw back, right? So he says, just focus on this, this, this play. Like, get the ball, and we'll, we'll call a timeout out of bounds, and we'll, you know, you're just trying to string points together. Like, you're stringing it together. And by the time you look back up on the clock, it's a tie game, and you're down by 15 just um, like three minutes ago. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things where it's like, Sometimes we get so overwhelmed by the whole gravity of the whole length of the battle. But if you can literally hone in on what's my battle for today, where is it going to come and be prepared for it. Don't be like, like on idle or on the sideline, like be ready for it. Like live your life, go about your day, but just know that, Hey, if I win this battle today, I can win it tomorrow. If I win it tomorrow, I can win it the next day. And if you do that day by day, you look like, yeah, I don't remember the last time I even, nor do I really care, but, and you'll develop that, that inner strength because you've, had so many so many victories it's like second nature to win your battle so no that's good stuff and one thing lord lee also said last time which stuck with me is just declaring that you are not the devil's plaything declaring that you are not the devil's footman you know take power over the devil you know don't don't let the devil come into your and i'll, I'll let you take that because that was definitely your <laughs> you, you you can say it, brother look it's your podcast i'm just here <laughs> no but you know, you just got to wake up, you know, just wake up and, and, and stop letting the devil tell you that, you know, he has power over you, you know. Um, so I wanted you to talk to some of the women who maybe listen to this and they say, 
hey, as long as he's not out there with other women, I see no problem with this. If my guy's watching pornography, he's coming home, he's not bringing me back any disease, he's not getting anybody pregnant, he's coming back and he's being with me. Yeah, and Raheem actually said, I, was gonna, I wanted to piggyback earlier, a little while ago, and he said, like, you know, you're married, blah, 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 but you're, you know, if your wife doesn't have a big butt, then you go, you know. And one thing, um, when it comes to um, girlfriends who might be listening, or future wives, fiancés, whatever your status is, like, porn can literally be your husband's second wife, or maybe first wife, right? And you're just, you're thinking you're, you're the only one, but he has his, if my wife is, makes me mad, if we're fighting, if I'm not home, if I'm on the business trip for work, whatever the case may be, this could be any scenario, I have a wife away from my wife. And that is like one of the major dangers of porn. Like if any woman says it's okay, as long as he's not physically cheating, um, like I said in the, in the first recording that, uh, baby girl, he already cheated on you in his heart a long time ago. Like, like he already, when he wants to be, you know, and I, I say this with all, I guess, um, because I know it, it can happen. Like, if if a man goes on in that that path, right, you could catch yourself thinking about porn stars to get aroused to have sex with your own wife. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like this dangerous, like, yo. So now, literally, at this point, someone who doesn't even know you exist is what gives you, like, um, arousal. Like, yeah. Rather than the one, the wife. The, like literally you have a woman in front of you a whole female everything you need to fulfill your needs and you're thinking about some um yeah. uh, buffy the body <laughs> right <laughs> yo chill bro chill, chill. <laughs> i really don't remember that i was like wow that's <laughs> all right i to take it back yo, bro. I didn't go way back bro i'm not gonna hold you <laughs> so, yo man this conversation has been a great conversation thank you for hopping on again with us but you know we're, we're in the midst of some really trying times and we jumped right into pornography but i just wanted to number one just get how you're doing in this uh coronavirus outbreak and then how you've been doing in this past i would say couple of weeks where we've seen well, we've seen multiple deaths of people that look like us. Yeah. Um, so with the whole coronavirus, I, I mean, I just um, really thank God for um, his protection over my family. You know, you know, I call call them every day. Like, I remember when the first really started peaking, like March and stuff like that, April. I was calling my parents every day, like, "Yo, is everyone okay?" Because my sisters are nurses and. You know, my dad be going now. He don't be listening. He be going to Costco all the time. You know, Nigerian dad, I'm going to Costco. <laughs> like, like, why are you going to Costco? We just went grocery shopping yesterday. <laughs> you know, so we all have those, you know, those type of uh, strong-willed, you know, figures in our lives. But really, I thank God because literally he's the only one keeping us. Like, it's literally nothing else. I'm sure I, a week, no, not a week ago, uh, like three days ago, my boss called me. And she, um, she lives in Philly. And we're together when I first got my new job in February. And she calls me and she's like, yeah, so I finally just got tested, you know, for a corona just to, just, just to see. She's like, because I actually lost my sense of taste and smell back in February. I'm like, wait a minute. We're in the office together for two She's like, yeah, right when I got back from Europe. You got the job, probably. Oh, I got the job, but she's like, yeah, it came back. Hand it was in the same vicinity as her and all Bro, that. we were in the same everything for two days straight, right? And she came back and said, oh, yeah, I was positive. I had I have an anti I'm like... <laughs> I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm ready to square up, like... But I'm like, oh, okay, I, I co-switched. I'm like, oh, 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 wow, wow, you did? Oh, that's great. And I'm just like, yo, God, you are wild, bro. Because literally... <laughs> And I've been flying, and you know, they said this thing has been going on probably since last year, fall, like yeah. spreading. I'm like, I've been on planes nonstop because my work has me on planes all the time anyway. Right. I, was, I went to party there. You went to New Orleans? I was in New Orleans. Yeah, I was in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. Bro, you were in, in the hot spot central, bro. Yeah. Like, seriously. So I'm just like, um, I thank God. I thank God. Like, because literally, he's like, it's, it's him. I, I, nothing else, period. And that's the end of that. But 
um, as far as even with everything with like, you know, um, this, you know, police brutality and everything that's been going on, it's just been, you know, I'm more of a person to, you know, I think a lot of times we as Christians, we want to jump in front of things so quickly without even taking time to really process and analyze everything going on just for the sake of appeasing people who think we're not doing enough as Christians or, you know, we want to, whether it be relevant or say our, for me, I've just been spending time like outside of like the, the, the profound sadness that comes from like another, like you're on a dude's net for nine minutes doing what, you know, aside from just taking that in, it's just really been for me, I've been seeing my Twitter timeline on fire. <laughs> like, like I can't see, there's no other tweets besides this, but I really, I'm more interested, you know, I spend a lot of time just like, God, what is, what do you want me to see from this? Like, I don't want to jump to go start tweeting or have an opinion that doesn't come from you. It just comes from the the crowd. It comes from the the pressure to say something, to be on the right side. Like, God, what is your viewpoint of this? And I've really just been sitting in that point until God like kind of shows me like, yo, this is what I really need done in this situation. This is what I'm really looking for. So outside of my personally, my personal, how do I see it? I've really just been hurt that we're, what will it take in this country for, for people to, for black people to be treated properly? Simple, simple human being, treated like a human being, what will it take? So it's been tough, man. Yeah. Man, man, man. So once again, thank you for joining the Urban Theology Podcast. For anybody who is listening that wants to cash in on that $100 bet that Laura Lee said. Oh, you know? <laughs> like, where can they find you at, bro? On the social media, where can they find you at? You can, you can find me simply on Instagram at Lordly, L-O-R-D-L-E-Y. On Twitter at Lordly O, L-O-R-D-L-E-Y-O. Nice, nice, nice. Hey, we can go ahead and close this out. So you can find me at Long Live Toby. That's T-O-B-E, Long Live Toby. You can find me on Instagram, uh, Twitter. You can also follow the Urban Theology Instagram page at Urban Theology underscore. Once again, at Urban Theology underscore. And pass it off to my guy. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Rice underscore and underscore Stew. Um, you can find me there. And like my brother said, I'm follow the Urban Theology Instagram page is for... Is it the Urban Theology or is it Urban Theology? No, ur- Urban Theology. Right, come on, man. Sorry, sorry. So follow our come Instagram... Come on, buddy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so um, follow our Instagram page for um, just any content and just where we post the episodes. Yeah, and just remember you are bigger than porn. You can overcome porn. And, you know, everybody stay blessed. Yeah, man. One love. All right, Appreciate peace. It,